0: Depression affects one in every five people during their lifetime. It's an illness that can affect the entire body, not only the mind. Depression affects people from all ages, races, economic groups, and genders. It is the most common mental disorder. Fortunately, depression is treatable join us today on family shield as i interview william kuntz of new beginnings counseling our topic is dealing with depression this is kay meyer president of family shield ministries and your host for today's program bill my guest today is in the studio with me he's a licensed psychologist licensed clinical social worker and the director of New Beginnings Counseling. He has over 25 years of con- a professional counseling experience and I'm so happy that you could be with us today, Bill. Thank you.
1: It's a pleasure, Kay.
0: All right. We're very good. You know, um, Bill, I guess I just want to start with this. When I put something on Facebook about this topic, here was a response that I got from a friend He said, K, depression is something I've dealt with my whole life. It wasn't until late in 2010 that I got help, including medication for it. What a blessing. For so many years, I fought it on my own and thought my faith wasn't strong enough. Bernie, uh, I asked him if I could share that because I thought this is important. Do you hear that often?
1: Yeah, I do. And I, I think there's a misconception in Christian circles in particular that if we're just strong enough, we won't get depressed. You know, we all have times when we feel blue or we get under the weather, we get affected by stress. But depression, clinical depression, is a real real illness that needs medical attention. And I actually talked to my uh, my own family doctor the other day. He said, what would you suggest I say when I'm on the radio? And he said, well, let people know that God heals people in lots of different ways, including using doctors and medication. There's a little story that I, I like, and it's one people may have heard before, but it was a, a man who was in a flood and had gotten to the top of his building, was standing on the roof and praying that God would send help. And of course, as he's waiting there, finally a boat comes by and says, jump in. And he said, well, no, I've been praying. God's gonna God's going to rescue me. I know he will. And then later another boat came by. No, still waiting for God to rescue me. And a helicopter flew over and tried to drop a line down to him. Finally, the man drowned, got to heaven, and said, You know, God, you said you were going to rescue me. He said, I tried three times, and you just let the opportunity go by. So I think we have to realize that God uses medication sometimes, He uses good, skilled counselors, He uses friends, He uses social support. You know, it's not just a situation, particularly for a depressed person, where they need to go into the closet and pray. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they feel disconnected from God, and it's difficult for them to even read the Bible and pray. So they need to reach out and get the help they need.
0: Oh, that's a good story, and I I appreciate that. I have heard it before, but I laugh every time. Well, let's talk about what depression is.
1: Well, it's like I said, an illness, I think compared to the blues, which is a normal reaction to life situations, can be a low mood, uh, and it's temporary, and rarely has any kind of suicidal thoughts involved, uh, and responds well to just some some listening and, and talking it out. Depression on the other hand is a true illness. There are multiple symptoms involved with depression. Uh, we can list a few of those, but it's persistent. Uh, suicidal thoughts are very common. Uh, people don't always talk about it when they're suicidal, but they often have those kind of thoughts when they're depressed. And it does require specific medical treatment. And that doesn't mean necessarily medication, but it means finding a qualified psychologist, social worker, licensed counselor, someone who can at least direct you to the resources that you need.
0: Good. 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 So what are some of the symptoms of depression?
1: Well, low mood, of course, is one. Uh, lethargy, which means you just don't have the energy to do much of anything. Some of the older uh, clients I see in particular will just spend days at a time in bed, and they're depressed. They don't have any energy at all. Um, you sometimes get unusual reactions, uh, people who don't sleep instead of sleeping all the time. Um, You can have insomnia. There are people who are depressed who just withdraw from every friend they have, and even when people do reach out to them, they don't respond. Uh, Some of the other symptoms of depression include physical symptoms where even low back pain is often associated with depression. Now, it's not always the case, but... um, stress you know stress and depression anxiety is often associated with depression most people who are depressed have some level of anxiety as well Um, you know the other symptoms I think are are more social you can you can see it and they lack confidence they often feel guilty Uh, many people feel they're being punished Mm -hmm. by God and I can try to talk them out of that and they're very resilient in that belief Uh, They just are convinced that God can't love them anymore. And it's so sad because obviously that's not the truth.
0: And a lot of times they do feel alienated from their faith and from the Lord, don't they?
1: Mm -hmm. They do. And there's a spiritual component to depression. I think um, as I've been doing reading in preparation for some retreats I've done lately, I found that it's the love of God. It's knowing that love, not head knowledge, but experiencing it and having a sense of being God's dear child that is very healing, you know, and when we when we feel that, even when we've messed up or made some mistakes or done something we know was wrong, when we know that God has forgiven us and He loves us and like the story of the prodigal son, he just runs to greet us with sparkling eyes, just you know, so in love with us. When we can feel that, I don't know how you can be depressed. Now I understand when you're depressed, it's hard to get right, to that place. Right but that's often part of what we need to stay in a healthy place is just to let in the love of god and to be around loving caring people and to deal with some of the things from our past most people have either predisposition uh biologically or some kind of situation in their childhood that contributes to depression and those things can take a while to resolve and sometimes never completely Mm -hmm. go away Mm -hmm. but even though you may have memories of abuse or trauma It doesn't have to mean that you're going to be depressed the rest of your life. You can get a better uh, angle on that. You can begin to reframe things or or put them in perspective. And that's much of what I do in in therapy is help people to understand that although bad things may have happened to them, they're not a bad person Mm -hmm. and they are loved by God and they are uh, essential. And one of the most empowering things you can say to someone is you're a mighty child of God. You're... Part of his arm, you know part of his army, you're his warrior. and when these people are feeling so defeated, they say, "Huh, who me?" Mm-hmm. And I say, "Yeah, you and we need you. You're part of the chain, you're part of the group here. And you know the church as a whole, um, the world needs every person in it, and God has created each of us, I believe, with a specific purpose in mind. So when people begin to see that, even though they may be depressed, they begin to have hope. And they want to move more towards that direction. Yeah, a sense of purpose is really essential.
0: Yeah, that's great. Well, what can we do to help ourselves or a loved one? Um, uh, You know, we can go on about the symptoms, but what can we do? What are some things we can do? And I also want to encourage you during the rest of the program to share some stories about people without their names. Of course. So that uh, those in the listening audience, I know there are a lot of them that are dealing with this or have a loved one that's dealing with it, and sometimes they don't even know that's the problem, right. and other times they don't know what to do. So what do we do?
1: Well, even as a psychologist with years of training and experience, I don't always know what to do, so I think I would just reassure people that it's okay if you don't know. As a matter of fact, an attitude of not knowing is a good attitude to have, to say, I'm here to help, I care, I don't know what you need, but I want to help. Uh And sometimes just saying things like that, like, you know, I care about you, you're important to me, I don't really know exactly what you're going through, but I'm here for you. You Now, when you communicate that to someone, that gives them hope, that gives them a sense of, well, maybe I can talk to this person about what's going on. Uh, I could give you some examples of what clients have said to me, of course, anonymously, but people will say things like, I'm in a pit, or I feel like I'm in a box, I'm under a cloud. Uh, Many of my depressed clients say that they can't see a future. They know it must be there somewhere, but they can't see past the present. Um, They can't even think or concentrate sometimes to plan things. Uh, Often they feel like they just can't make themselves do anything, like that lethargy I mentioned. Mm -hmm. They can't get out of bed. They often feel no one understands. So again, if you as a friend or a family member can say, you know, I don't fully understand, but I want to understand, that's a good place to start. Uh-huh. Um, the Something called anhedonia, anad- Which is basically the inability to enjoy life To experience fun Is very common And that's another thing that people will tell me is Things that used to be fun just aren't fun anymore uh-huh. They lose interest in activities Again, they often feel that God is distant Or punishing them And many times they believe that they're worthless Or that uh-huh. they have no real value anymore which is so sad. It
0: really is, yeah. Um, What about the social isolation that often occurs? Uh, Does that raise the risk of depression?
1: Yes, it does. And unfortunately, talking with someone doesn't always help either, particularly if it's all about the depression. One of the studies that I saw just showed that if you talk only about the depression, then the person who's depressed doesn't want to continue talking because it begins it to even worse. right yeah. bring them even further down. Uh-huh. So, although isolation is bad in an extreme, they do need some time alone. They need time uh, doing normal activities, but they should also be socially connected. Um, a social support system is just essential, and exercise. And one of the things. That people don't realize is that exercise is just as effective as psychotherapy mm. in treating depression. Now, Beautiful. I wouldn't say just do the exercise, yeah. I would say do, do both. both. Uh-huh. But, and getting someone who's depressed to exercise is a challenge. Yes. But if you will exercise, aerobic exercise consistently, three or four times a week, it does wonders for depression if you can just push past the resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, And being out in the public arena, you know, being around people, even if you're not necessarily interacting with them, I think that helps depressed clients.
0: That's great. Anything else related to that?
1: Yeah, well, I think although we don't always know what to do or what to say, um, I think we need to be inclusive of people. You know, someone who's depressed isn't always a lot of fun to be around. That's right. You know, and we may begin to exclude them or think, oh, they would be kind of a downer. But I would just encourage people to to go the extra mile, to invite your friends who are depressed to be with you or to go to parties or just hang out with you or go shopping, whatever. And to not be too concerned about, you know, the effect it's going to have on you. But There's a, there's a quote that uh, I've always liked that says, a friend in need is a friend indeed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I was depressed, I went through a period of depression in my young adulthood. I would sit by the phone and just hope someone would call. And, of course, no one knew I was sitting there by the phone. Sure, sure. But there are a lot of depressed people out there, maybe some who are hearing this, that may be doing the same thing, thinking no one cares anymore. Uh Uh And, they, you know, if you're a friend of someone who's depressed, let them know, remind them that you care. Yeah.
0: You have uh, something we're going to give away to anybody that asks, best things to say to someone who is depressed. I'm not going to go through all of it, but we'll make it available to anyone that calls our response center. And uh, we're also going to make available uh, a booklet Uh, called depression understanding the pieces of the puzzle again through our response center which I'm gonna I'm gonna make our announcements in just a minute so I want to let our listeners know that besides this time which is gonna go so quickly we're gonna make some resources available to them for themselves or for a loved one All right, what help can uh, people get you you've already mentioned uh, uh, finding a, a psychologist Uh, What other resources are out there for people?
1: Well, there's a number of support groups, um, some of which are very good. Uh, NAMI um, is an organization that provides support group for people who are mentally ill. There are a number of other uh, church-sponsored or community-sponsored support groups. I think those can be great. The reason that AA is so popular and so helpful is not so much what they teach but just because there's other people who are going through something similar that's there that you can talk to and that Mm -hmm. you can make a friend or two Mm -hmm. uh, in in that uh, situation so I think you know being around people as I said is important it's also important to see this as a medical condition to know you can't just talk someone out of depression I mean You can try, you can encourage them, but sometimes if you give too much of an answer or start quoting scriptures to them, you know, they may know those scriptures and not find them that helpful. Mm -hmm. And you may not understand, well, why isn't that helpful? But if they're in a clinical depression, they mainly need to be loved Mm -hmm. and cared for and supported. And I think you can sometimes, after you've listened, there's a saying that people have to know that you care before they care what you know. Mm -hmm and i think once people have been there in a supportive role then they begin to have more clout or more influence and it might be that you could direct them to get some help you know i encourage friends to even walk someone to the doctor's office mm. or walk with them to the therapist's office if they act like they're not going to do it yeah. you know because it it can be life you know life threatening you know if Absolutely. someone's suicidal and they're maybe not even um, sure they want to go on living, you need to do what you can to give them the help. And you can call 911. There are people who will come out and assess you know, the severity of the situation. Uh, it's better to do too much than too little. Mm-hmm. But there are times when we do try to say too much and try to preach when that's not particularly helpful.
0: Good. I have some announcements, and then we'll come back to continue talking about depression. Today, Family Shield is giving away the booklet, Live the Sixth, Being an Everyday Missionary. To request a complimentary copy, call the Family Shield Response Center 1-877-250-8416 or email us at witness2family at gmail.com. Please make sure you give us your complete name and address when you call or write. The Family Shield radio program airs on more than 50 radio stations each week, throughout the United States, and is also available through our podcast. We are a listener-supported ministry. We invite your prayers and support. If you'd like to support us, send a gift to Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. You can also donate on our website at www. Family If you're a Thrivent financial member, you can designate your Thrivent Choice dollars to support Family Shield Ministries. Go to www.thrivent.com/ Thrivent Choice or call Thrivent at 1 800 847 4836 and one of their employees will help you. Remember, you choose but Thrivent gives the gift. For more information, contact us at witness2family at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening to Family Shield and for your prayers. Learn more again at www.familyshieldministries.com. This is Kay Meyer, host for today's Family Shield program. Thanks for listening. Again, my guest is William Kuntz of New Beginnings Counseling. I want to just uh, share just briefly about his website and then give him an opportunity to talk a little bit about his services. Uh, If you want to learn more, you can go to Christian Life Coach USA. Uh, Bill, tell our listeners a little bit more about what you do. Sure. Well,
1: I've been a psychologist for almost 30 years now, um, and that's interesting, and I love the work although it's sometimes very draining. So I've also expanded my practice, and I do coaching, life coaching, uh, with, particularly with leaders, Christian leaders or CEOs of organizations, managers. Um, it's not always business-related type coaching. Sometimes it's more personal and, and life coaching, uh, just finding balance but I think we all can benefit from coaching. I have a coach who's helping me write a book right now and hope to have that done in about a year. And uh, it makes a difference to have someone you're accountable to. And I think that's also true when it comes to people who are depressed. Um, If they know there's someone who's expecting them to be somewhere, who's going to be checking up on them, they're more likely to make that extra effort. Uh, There's a, a theory of depression called learned helplessness. And that theory basically is based on some research that probably wouldn't be allowed today, but they, they raised kittens by moving them from, uh, with pulleys to their food and to their water and gave them everything they needed. And then when these kittens got older, they would just lay there. They would not move because they expected everything to be oh, provided for them. And although we are smarter than kittens, hopefully, we still have that tendency sometimes, especially when we're depressed, To think you know the answers are going to be provided for me or I can't do anything or I'm really not being effective at anything I try so we give up and it's that giving up that is so devastating Um, the other thing that depression sometimes is is anger turned inward Mm
0: -hmm. I have heard that so many times anger turned inside out Yeah. yeah
1: and it's not always the case but many times under stress and under conditions where we're agitated You know, we feel angry, but we don't have the internal permission to express it or to talk about it. So we hold it in, and it just kind of bounces around. I'll use the analogy sometime of of when we try to hold our feelings in, it's like burying someone while they're still alive. They scratch and crawl and scrape at the inside of the casket and say, let me out of here. And those feelings don't just go away. Mm -hmm. So you know, we need to be able to express feelings. And if you can help someone who's depressed, you know, depression is not just a sad mood. As a matter of fact, a lot of depressed people don't feel much of anything. Mm-hmm. They just have a flat affect. So if you can help them get in touch with their feelings and express those, that's huge. That usually helps them recover, or at least get on the road to recovery.
0: All right, good. Uh, you mentioned to me you were going to bring some Bible verses that related to this topic. Um, The Bible talks a lot about people that were depressed, doesn't it?
1: It does. And there's so much encouragement in the Bible. Um, I just think of David in the Psalms and um, he would be up and down. There's one Psalm where he starts out questioning if God's even there. And at the end of the Psalm, he's praising God and thanking him. So uh, it's a great tool. Uh, Again, some depressed people aren't able to really concentrate enough or uh, get a whole lot out of extensive Bible study. But I think some of the Psalms particularly are excellent. Um, I'll share a few of those in a minute. But there's also a passage, actually a friend of ours, Ron Rawl, who oh, has been a doctor. guest on the show, suggested that I share this verse. And it's chapter 60 in Isaiah verses 1 through 3. It says, Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you. And nations, so, nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. I mean, how encouraging are those words. When we think that God is going to shine his light on us and use us, then we can get through almost anything. Uh-huh. You know, I went through an illness a couple of years ago where I wasn't sure if I was going to live or die. I wasn't sure, no one really knew what was going on. I was in the hospital four or five times. and uh, It was during that time, though, that my faith grew very strong because I realized I couldn't lose. It was like the verse that uh, Paul says in the Bible, St. Paul, to live is Christ and to die is gain. And when you have the Lord and when you know his love and that he has you in the palm of your hand, we can get through anything. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what's coming my way in life, and I don't want to be cocky about it because who knows? I might get hit by uh, with a two-by-four when I walk out of the studio today, but I know God will always be there. And that's such an assurance for someone going through difficult times. And we do lose people, I and mean, you know, we, we lose people we love. And loss is sometimes a trigger for depression. Many of the depressed people I see have uh, marriages that have failed, or they've lost a loved one that mm. they didn't anticipate. Even when you anticipate it, of course, it's hard. Yeah. But uh, we can get through anything when we know that God is there at the other side, that he's walking with us through it. Yeah.
0: That's good. We have about three minutes left. I knew our time would go quickly, and I just want to ask you what else do you want to share because we can talk all the way through till about uh, half a minute left, and then I can just close the program.
1: Okay. Well, I just think I want to share a little bit about our perceptions and how important they are. You know, when we feel something, there's something called uh, emotional reasoning where we think because we feel something, it must be true. And that's so true for depressed people. They feel like things are bad, or they feel like no one cares, or they feel like they don't have a future. But that is not the truth. Mm -hmm. Um, And when it comes to God and our perception of God, that's also very important. We tend to put our parents' or significant others' faces onto God, and we think about God as being uh, strict or judgmental. And Yes, he's a righteous God, but he loves us. The one word I think that describes God best is love. Mm -hmm. And if we let that in, and if we bask in the love of God, that's a healing thing. Sometimes we have to get past those mistaken perceptions and realize who God really is. Um, And, you know, we're not determined either by how people define us. We can't let other people define us, nor should we let other people define God for us. Uh, sometimes there have been preachers with good intentions uh-huh. that have scared people away from God. Um, so I just encourage people to question, you know, your beliefs. And, you know, I I think many of us have good core, solid core beliefs, but we get distracted or the, the enemy, Satan, will get us distracted and, and thinking about our faults or thinking about negative things. And we need to see the studies have shown if you list five to 10 things you're grateful for on a daily basis, you're much less likely to be depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a movie on Netflix you can watch called happiness. And, um, it talks about some of these studies, but it's very consistent that people who write down five or 10 things that they're grateful for are happier
0: mm-hmm. overall. Such a simple thing to do. Yeah. I was just thinking, um, uh, And we don't have time to talk about this but there is a group of Christians that are against counselors and Mm -hmm. I just thought what a shame because you started this program by saying God gives different people gifts and uh, the Bible talks about the gift of healing and doctors and psychologists and counselors help. And and this is a Christian group. And when I looked at that, I thought, oh, that's just a terrible thing. When One I comment. was in
1: college, someone came up to me and said, Bill, you know, you probably shouldn't be getting into this area of psychology because it's really very spiritual. Uh-huh. I said, you know, I know that. <laughs> it's spiritual warfare. And yeah. that's what I'm called to do. I feel like I'm slaying demons and dragons on a daily basis, not by myself, with a lot of help from God. Right, But we are working for the kingdom together.
0: Absolutely. And I'm so glad that I don't believe that. Mm. I, I, I am so thankful that there are Christian uh, counselors and, and people like you that are using their gifts mm. to serve God's people, all people, whether they're Christians or not all people are under the banner of God's love. Again, I wanna mention quickly that we're giving away uh, depression, understanding the pieces of the puzzle. Bill has also brought a few booklets, uh, best things to say to, I'm sorry, pamphlets best things to say to someone who is depressed affirming thoughts to inspire and encourage we're going to mention a few books in our next email newsletter one of which is where is god when it hurts by philip yancey but we are out of time so i cannot share any more right now this is Kay meyer with family shield thanks for listening